This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Can you believe it? We are coming to Chicago, Illinois. Atma fans, rejoice. Sing hallelujah. <laughs> Myself and Unji Kim of Chicago, Illinois will be at the Steppenwolf Theater mm-hmm. June 12th at 3 at 3 p.m. So right after church, get your little bulgogi chapche <laughs> plate. Get it to go. Get it to go. And, and run and, down and run, to yeah. 1700 Theater. Get it the into your Hyundai, your Honda Odyssey, whatever minivan. Wait for that door to close. Uh-huh. Automatically, very slowly. Don't try to close it yourself. Don't. There's a button. You have to wait for it to close. Yeah. And then, and then get your then, ass then to... Then, the 1700 Theater at Steppenwolf. And um, those of you who will be in the D.C. area, I know you guys are reaching out for um, tickets to the Ajima Show. They haven't put up the link yet for the Ajima yeah. Show in D.C. at the Comedy Loft. We've been we've been asking for this for months. Yeah. I just don't understand what's going on. Just know that it's on that Sunday on the 19th, mm-hmm. we will be doing a show that night at the DC Comedy Loft. But otherwise, come out. If you're in DC anyway, come out to see us do stand-up Friday and Saturday nights, two shows each night. So you'll have plenty of chances to see us. Yes. Each set for me is going to be probably totally different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite frightened at how little I am prepared. So if you want to see a comedian just absolutely devolve on stage, come out. <laughs> To the DC Comedy Loft. My little brother's coming. It's really exciting. Yeah, he's coming to DC with his friend and he's gonna come to the show and it's gonna be so fun. It's exciting. I'm excited for it. I know, me too. All right, let's get into kick ass Koreans. Okay. My kick ass Korean today mm-hmm. is um, a hair and makeup artiste. Ooh. Okay, in the industry. And um, her name is Ivy Choi. Cool. And Ivy Choi, uh, I worked with her on um, an indie film called Dealing with Dad mm-hmm. and that just premiered in L.A. And she really took care of me. And, and I was having some major skin issues at that point. And she really was patient with me. Yeah. And she was professional. Um, uh, you know, everyone's hair looks great in the in, in the movie and makeup. Like it, the best makeup, they say, is to not know you're wearing makeup, and she really did a great job. So if you are in the LA area and you need someone to do HMU for you, uh, reach out to Ivy Choi. She's my kick-ass Korean. Yeah. Hey. I mean, you really don't see that many. I don't know why, but you do not see that many um, Asian hair hair makeup. No, at you all. Don't. No, it's mostly um, older white women. Yes. Uh, older white gays. Yes. I've had a, a few black women. Same. Um, a That's black it. gay. I've never had that. I've had a black gay um, on a gay shoot, so that makes sense. Okay. But that's about it. This literally, yeah. I, I've never, never had. Never Asians. Never Asian. And it's always like, it's kind of a crapshoot. They're in the marketing department. <laughs> 
But I mean, it's right. also like Executive a vice president of marketing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's not there to do makeup. <laughs> like Tim Kang, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it is hard. It was also a crapshoot whether or not any of those groups of people mm-hmm. have ever dealt with Asian features at all. No. Like, they, especially, they never, yeah. No. Maybe like an American doll. That had bangs or something, you know what I mean? Like, and came with a camera. I mean, truly, like, I mean, there's just, especially early on, like, I mean, I'm talking like six years ago, like doing some industrial shoots where like they just had no, no idea no. what to do. Were, do it your, can you do it yourself? Yeah. Like, oh, I just like your lashes are so straight. Can you do just like, yeah, that's yeah, why I don't. They always have trouble with my hair too. It's like so stiff and yes. so, yeah. Oh wow! It, it curls, curls really well, so like I wind up looking crazy because <laughs> they don't think my hair is gonna curl, and I'm like, well, you don't know how damaged my hair is. Um, yeah. Like, it's, I can surprise you, but yeah, it's like that alone. That conversation, yeah, I've never, I've never even met. I've met a couple of wardrobe people that were um, Asian, but Asian? never uh, hair and makeup. So that's really exciting. So shout out Ivy to Choi. Ivy Choi. Okay, so I have been doing a little bit of deep diving given that it is AAPI and AAPAHM, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? All those months happening and- One uh, month. uh, One month. (laughs) 31 days. 31 days. (laughs) So I got to do the work, all the work now. And so um, I, uh, you know, just like we've talked about it before in the pod about like the start of- Asian American, even as an identity in America, um, Mm -hmm. like how it was like a kind of a political designation. And, you know, just like considering like the plurality of all all that and um, our identity as a a political group, but not as a a monolith, but as a political group being as one. So I just wanted to highlight a, a pol- I've been doing a lot of political people in my kick-ass careers, and I will continue that. Um, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not where I thought you were going. No. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to give you more of the same. And um, <laughs> I do want to shout out. Uh, her name is Hyunyeon Choi. She's the executive uh, director of the National uh, Asian Pacific American Women's Forum, and it's very specific at this moment. Um, I found them because. There was a um, there was a wage gap among Asian American women, kind of as an infographic circulating. They're responsible for that. Uh, there was also uh, an op ad um, inside of Ms. Magazine about the recent Roe decision that was leaked. And, oh boy! Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> so. She had written this op-ed, and I kind of found my way to her, but she is an immigrant, and, you know, she came here when she was 18, went to fucking Wheaton, and then got a Master's of Divinity. Um, she's sort of at the intersection and, uh, of, like, both of our generations. You know what I mean? Like, she's sort of like a Mia Park as well, like Gen Xers, that mm-hmm. kind of were bridging that came over when they're probably yeah they came over or were a little older <laughs> and when all of this sort of awareness was kind of happening yeah and she committed herself in a way um, to the cause I think non coastal Gen Xers yes 
tend to be cooler than coastal Gen Xers. Yes. Yeah. Because you really have to and, carve it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think and and also there is a I don't know. I'm I'm troubled by this opinion, but <laughs> I have it, so I'm gonna say it. It's for someone like you or Mia Park, Chicago, Illinois people, Korean immigrants, mm-hmm. you had less Koreans to be around. Yeah. So you had no other choice but to um figure out assimilation mm-hmm. whereas a coastal korean immigrant like me mm-hmm. had so many koreans that i never had to assimilate <laughs> and it is i think that is a huge differentiation in like generational type of thinking and um values being yeah. held and reheld and reinforced you know like it's it, i'm just trying to say from based on where i come from i'm pretty cool <laughs> all right um so we're canceling peter kim on this podcast today actually that's actually all right, all right. sorry go, let's go back to your curtain let's go back to your curtain it's kind of exciting. I, I didn't expect to do it so early in the episode. But yeah, it is let's really just get it over with. <laughs> Ten minutes in. <laughs> but, um, no, she figured it out. She uh, was based here. She was executive um, director at HANA Center in Chicago as well. We love uh, the HANA Center. We love her. Great partners. I just wanted to say there was this moment um, in this past month where Chloe Kim and a bunch of... Uh, Asian-American Olympians were speaking Mm. about their experience as athletes Mm. and um, a trend that had been occurring where a lot of Asian-American athletes were choosing to represent their country of origin. Mm. And, um, you know, and they were kind of talking about why. Now, there's this quote from Sung-yeon that I think really kind of gets to some of the issues that we talk about a lot on this podcast. So the quote is, the, this article is, starts by saying, Asian females standing in the gap between gender and race are marginalized on both sides at the same time. As Sung Yun, the executive director of the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum recently said, quote, I'm really wrestling with this idea that we're all American when it comes to us being excellent and winning medals for the country. Mm-hmm. And so that we're only American when, we're, when it comes to us being excellent and winning medals for the country. And right. so much of what we talk about on this pod is that we want to be accepted for being mediocre. And, and um, bad. And bad. Yeah. <laughs> and see students. <laughs> we really want to be celebrated and accepted for not doing our homework, for not showing up on time, for really... My, I had friends that got GEDs yeah. and didn't even finish their GEDs. These are Asian Americans yes. as well. Yes. All right? My friend, my friend Monroe, <laughs> you remember him. He He's where the Kia comes from. Yeah. Right? <laughs> guy who kicked the knife out of my the guy's hands when we were in the bronx rumble in the bronx literally (laughs) he lost his virginity at 13 he was fucking at 13 yes taiwanese american kid i knew yes you know what i mean like he was cool and fucking so like don't come at me with this asian nerd bullshit because sure 
most of me and my friends were Asian nerds. <laughs> and but there's also Monroe's. Yes, there's also Monroe's. So like, come on, let's let's keep it real. I mean, same. anyway, the, on, the yeah. only guy at my high school that ever got kicked out for dealing drugs was the hottest Korean guy I've ever of course. seen in my life. Like I, even to this day, like in anyone in actual uh, who's famous, not as hot as mm-hmm. Eric was. Hot. Eric, his that's Eric. his name, Eric. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I hope I could one day visit Eric in jail and just suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, he was tall, tizing, like chumuk face, yeah. like I mean, mm-hmm. all the things you're looking for in like a, a prince. I bet he looked good in a dress pant. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. And he was fucking. He had he been fucking. fucking. Uh, yeah. I mean. There- they're hot guys. They're hot Asians and, you know, uh, stupid Asians. There are stupid hot Asians. There's so many. Why, why is not a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it We're is. We're writing that. I'm We're sure. writing that. Stupid hot Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a movie so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So it's APA History Month. Uh-huh. What does that mean to you? It means that I got to go in and do a presentation to my son's class. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, That's a huge thing. It is. It is sort of a huge thing. And You're I'm about worried. to affect tens of minds. Tens of minds, correct. At a very fertile stage in their development. Pivotal, yeah. This is before seven years old, so this is going to get locked into psyche. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what will you be presenting? Well, I have a outline of this presentation. I've also enlisted the help of all the other Asian moms in the class. Um, uh, communal, nice. Of course. Teamwork, yes. And we're all doing it together. So I just thought, as opposed to trying to, you know, bring in fortune cookies, because also you're not allowed to bring any food because of fucking allergies, you know what I mean? So Smart. But I mean, the, the only way to really experience Asian culture, culture is through the, the stomach. Yeah, but your your kids around a bunch of white kids. That, they can't I mean, stomach stuff. The, the, how about this? There are twenty five percent of his class is Asian. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like in some form, like um, it's not. It's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not like totally whitewashed. It is a gifted program. So let's be honest here. There's yeah. a fair amount of Asian kids in there. Um, so. Yeah, and everyone is also like everyone's parent is also very type A, so you can imagine. And Okay, so no food. No food. Okay, and what's next? Music? So we might do something like that. Um, okay. but right now what I want to do is one explain what an immigrant is. Two This is going to go really well. <laughs> <laughs> explain that Asia is really big that it's like everything is so many different types Types, yeah yeah, it's everything you know just like how the Americas are everything like it's not like Joe that's a good way to put it yeah like 
Do you know people in Florida? They're a very different type of American. <laughs> I, or like even the Barbados, are, which are technically yeah. part of the Americas. So it's like Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. It's like, is that is Rihanna the same kind of person as Joe Biden? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so it's nor yeah, exactly. Is um Skokie the same place as Guam? <laughs> no. We're very different. We're very different. Good. Okay, I like that. I like so, that. So, and then right. we're going to talk about... So you're bringing geography. You're bringing statistics. statistics you're bringing, yeah. And then Im- yeah. The immigrant, social studies. Yes. And then immigrants are people that come from another place. Do any of your mm-hmm. parents speak a different language? Do your grandparents speak mm-hmm. a different language? And then we're going to talk very specifically with maps and give out like a little booklet about the various mm-hmm. communities in Chicago specifically. The Asian diaspora. Oh, that's... You're, you're doing like a whole... You're teaching. You're doing like a. You're doing a curriculum. This is. I mean, this but, is great. But it's also like. A, I love this. I mean, Asian Amer- Asian Pacific like History Month is actually so about very specifically the Asian American diaspora, and so making it specific to Chicago, where we're very fortunate enough to have like so many different neighborhoods. You know, it's not like this should exist in Omaha, right? So no. we're very lucky. So we have. Uh, Little Saigon, we have a Chinatown, we have a Koreatown, we have um, a place that was historically Japanese town, but now is basically in Arlington Heights. Um, Argyle Street, Vietnamese. Devon. Uh, So like all these places. I miss Devon Street. I know, Devon, the mango last. So we'll (gasps) each have have a map of that along with each of these things. Okay. And that, and each of the, one of the moms literally (laughs) is representative of each of these neighborhoods. Really? (laughs) Yes. It's kind of Whoa. crazy how it happened, but like <laughs> one of them is uh, would, would take Devon, the other one uh, very comfortable taking Argyle, like is Vietnamese, cool. other one Indian, uh, I'll take Koreatown, um, yeah. and then uh, oh, another mom just reached out and she's uh, Japanese. So like, nice. it'll, it's really taking care of itself. They'll, we'll, I have a template that we'll each fill out and then I thought doing some sort of interactive thing. Wow. Um, this is involved. Yeah, I don't have a job. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I, I totally working out. forget. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm doing this. It's, I'm glad this is this sounds really impressive. I mean, it sounds so impressive, honestly. Like, if I, Unji, if my mom ever like made this type kind of effort to like do this for my class. I would have been bullied way more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's what I'm looking for. I want to. Yeah. I want, that's what I want. He has too much Keep confidence. Keep him humble. Yeah, Keep he has too humble. much confidence, and this is why I'm coming in. I'm swooping in. He is a confident boy. He's too confident. He He's too I know com- you did. You did too good of a job. I, or you you not need him enough. to talk to Jaime a little more. A little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll break his ass. She'll down. break his ass down for sure. But I mean, <laughs> I. But in terms of this, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, and it's like, mm. you know, this specific month that it is becoming commercialized. It is certainly also things that are like. It's just like everything else in our culture. If it's not on top of mind, it doesn't really matter. Tons of people don't know what it is. Tons of people, sure. you know, it's just like our identity in America. It's not highlighted. It's, you know, something that recedes into the background unless there's something happening related to it. Um, so. Or like if Hulu or 
um, you know, Netflix decides to say like Asian American voices. Did you see that? Oh my god! So Amazon Prime right now, you guys. This is. <laughs> it's so, so many like it's too many emotions at the same time because I'm like at the same time so okay let me just set it up so AP history month or heritage month whatever it's this thing that like white people made up to make us feel better about making us feel bad <laughs> <laughs> also also gives large corporations an opportunity to spotlight or highlight uh, Asian American businesses and content creators, so that they can exploit them better. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you've you're, it's new uh, avenues of revenue. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyway, it's marketing potential. In in any case, Amazon's doing it, and um, they put up like Asian American voices, and it's three actors. Two of the actors that I've seen in stuff. One I, I haven't seen. And a cartoon character of Benny Choi from Fairfax, which is my character. And he's up there with the three other actors. And I'm like, these are the only Asians on Amazon Prime. You had not enough Asians that you had to go to me, a cartoon. That is so funny to me. I'm like, okay, maybe I should like leverage this to become like Asian Jack Reacher. Yes. Like, and it's not even that Jack Reacher is Asian. It's that he's fat. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he cannot kick ass. <laughs> he runs out of breath shooting his handgun. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's so funny. That and is so funny. It's so, so funny. And, you know, it, it is being, at least in L.A., it feels way bigger because Hollywood's talking about it. So uh, last Sunday, I went, I did this show at, uh, it's a, it was a Saigu show, 429. Mm-hmm. We talked about 429 last week about it being like this tragic day in our Amer- Asian-American history, Korean-American to be specific, and also... um kind of what's happening now with black Americans and Asian Americans um, at odds with each other in a not so subtle way. And it, and it's not, you know, carte blanche, black and Asian, but you know, the Asian American attacks are predominantly black American, uh, at least the ones that are being publicized. So what does that mean? Right. So anyway, this event was, the first person to speak was Marilyn Strickland. Cool. She and she was it was so cool because Saigo is so much about black and Korean violence. And she is the product of both. And to have her speak first and to have this kind of unified um moment was very cool. Yeah. Um and then John Cho spoke and taught like plugged his book and Will Yoon Lee spoke. You know him from Good Doctor and other stuff. Very like hot fit Korean. What's his name? Will Yoon Lee. William Yoon Lee. You'll if you Google him. Yeah. You, he's been in everything. Oh yes, um, I see him. Yeah. You know him. Oh wow, yeah. he's hot. Very hot. 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 And hotter in person. BTW. Oh wow. Just want to say, he was very charming and nice. Um, I actually got to meet him. He said, you're so funny. I said, you're too hot 
not to be talking to me. <laughs> and I walked away. Um, John Cho did not stick around. He's very busy. His hair was doing so much work and it looked beautiful. It was like a huge, like he had, he still had his like, um, what was that thing he did for Netflix? Samurai Jack or something. Yeah. Or like cowboy bebop. Um, cowboy bebop. Yes. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. He had that hair, which is beautiful. Oh, wow. And cool. He, yeah. He, you know, they're movie stars and TV stars. So like, I, it was very cool. It was very like hobnobby. Um, a lot of Korean American, councils of koreans and america you know like it was these like they were apparently they were having like a conference like a k korean american leadership conference damn you were like like, you were a part of it i was the entertainment you were the clown for the i was the clown yeah (laughs) for the for the kings yeah and the king makers that's so cool i don't know if that's cool That's that's pretty cool no. Wait, I you'd felt... rather be a clown for the key, the cell phone kiosk makers? No, this is much better. I'm telling you, as someone who just did that show, that sounds way better. <laughs> it was in a fancy place and the food was great, I will say. That's great. And the drinks were hard. So it, it was at this place called Intercrew. It's like this Korean, apparently DDK like hangs out and hobnobs. Like it's a very like Hollywoody place. <laughs> Vel- cool. velvet ropey type of place yeah and um so we did i did comedy by the way shout out to julie kim for headlining the event she was really funny yes. super like you can tell she is out there working it tight tight set she's just a tight performer uh very likable very charming very smartly written jokes from canada sounds canadian Really charming in that way. Like, I, I just really loved her. I thought she was great. Um, and everybody else, all the comics were really great. Um, but I, I, I did not... Um, I, didn't, I didn't do too well. What? Yeah. It felt... Um, it felt bad. It felt bad? Honestly. It felt bad. It felt... No, it didn't feel bad. I'm sorry. I'm lying. It felt not good. Especially not do, crushing in in front of Koreans. Uh-huh. That felt that feels extra bad. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's your own people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's even worse. Like yeah. if you can't get your own people, mm-hmm. that's like the biggest fuck you. So, so it's just a different crowd. It, it is also a gala crowd. Yes. You know, like it's LA uprising. So like before the comics went up, they did like 20 minutes of like impassioned speeches. Yeah. And it was like, and then they were like, let's bring up the comedy. And it was just like totally wrong. And I don't know how else to do it. Like comedy show. And then the bat, the, like the somber, like, I don't even know how to, there shouldn't be comedy. I mean, they did. It never, it's, it's hard never to a good crush idea. like at those things. It's hard to crush. Yeah. No one crushed. No by one the way. crushes. And That's what I mean. That, that made me feel good because I was like, oh, it's just it's not just me. But also, it feels like, no bad like when it's your attention. second show yeah. back yeah. after four months. Yeah. And in front of Koreans and they're like, hmm. And then of course, like I was like, I'm gonna make this like tailor-made Korean joke about like not speaking Chundanbar to my mom. Yeah. And they were like very polite about it. And I was just, and they were like smiling sure. and like, 
having fun and so many of course it was one of those shows where like so many people come came up to me like you're my favorite oh my god that 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 but like why didn't you laugh then you didn't tell me i was your favorite you told me to get off the stage that's how it is this is the social contract that you're not keeping but no that's and how I don't, it is I don't, see i don't want to do this anymore yeah like <laughs> i got paid a hundred dollars thank you to the organization yeah honestly i'm gonna say it right now a hundred dollars it's not enough for me to feel bad in front of Koreans. You're going to have to pay me way more. <laughs> way more. But 200? 250 minimum. Okay. You know, gas these days, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Chicago is. It's 8,000 gallon out here. Eight? Like, I, eight. Up to 799. Yeah, bitch. It's out of control. That's crazy. I'm not driving. I'm literally staying home, or someone's going to have to meet me at you know, for a yard hang. I'm not driving anymore. It's fucking nuts. So you're going to have Yeah. If I'm going to travel in LA traffic to go to your show and to be bombing in front of Koreans, I'm going to need to get paid way okay. more. Also, you did not bomb. It's a, not well, bomb, not did, bomb, but not crush in front of Koreans. That feels also, like a bomb. A high, you, I know exactly what this show was. It's people, a high wire act. Everyone's dressed up. People, everyone's like, dressed up. They were probably half seated, half at uh, high, high tops. Yes, high tops. Yes, Art Deco. Like what the fuck? Like this is not. And then conducive. high ceiling, high ceiling, high, no probably, ceilings. It, we were. It was like <laughs> you know we were I mean? in a church. You know. Yeah. Okay. So and then you're yeah. probably like a um, half a click away from the actual audience. Like this, this chairs weren't even up close to the stage. Kind of. Yeah. 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 They were like kind of. Close. It was like uncomfortable. It wasn't. It didn't feel right and i felt bad that they had to sit there exactly because they want to just know, get like, to back to hobnobbing they want to hobnob drink the free drinks and eat the food yes. and we were keeping them from that yes so it, it just wasn't a great time mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was may 1st so like did am not really um off to a great start apahm i will say <laughs> Also, yesterday, no, not yesterday, Saturday, uh-huh. I went to the per- LA premiere of Dealing with Dad. I was going to ask, how did it go? <sighs> I wish sometimes that we were filming this because. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about this experience. So just to set it up. I was in a, I shot an indie film last year, last summer. It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. You were the star. From, from every, I was a co-star. I was third on the call Callous, yeah. I've never been that high before. And for what, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means you're, it's the order of like, the I guess quote importance of the actor or the I mean it's basically the, it's almost I think literally how many scenes you're in you're in yeah yeah exactly yeah and um you know I, I so anyway so I, I'm in this film a lot and I had a hard time filming this a because I was starring in it and I was not I've never done that much I've never been in anything that much before and a dramatic so, one a dramatic role a dramatic and it felt crazy, first of all, for me to do. And secondly, to do it in such a 
a super incredibly ultra low budget indie way mm-hmm. where favors and stuff were being asked and because of that it was shot in diamond bar the heat of like the highest heat of the summer in la with questionable air conditioning like we had to shoot we had to shoot with air off because the sound sure. you know what i mean it was that kind of it just was really uncomfortable and it was a lot mm-hmm. and that's why i shouted out ivy Choi because she was out there sweating and helping me through my sweat and like whatever but we got through it and full circle now we're at the premiere and i we're at the dga the director guild director's guild and director guild theater number one is 400 seats wow it's a huge theater gigantic screen so i'm watching myself up there blown up huge and i'm like this feels horrible yeah it feels absolutely horrible. I'm cringing through everything. I hate it. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I sound. I hate the way I'm carrying my body, you know, leaning on something. Like, I'm hating everything, right? Like, okay. I'm just, like, just picking, picking, picking at everything. Of course. Right? Because that's what we do. Yeah. And that's what we were taught by our mothers and our fucking society. So, like, picking, 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 hate, hate, hate. And then I get the... F- first like huge eruption of laughter uh-huh. of you know the laughter of a theater where, where you tell a joke and everyone's laughing at the same time yes so and there weren't 400 people but there were like 150 200 people there and for i had never been in a theater where i didn't speak but something i did made an audience laugh you know what I mean? Like I had never watched myself on screen and then some, and the whole theater was laughing. Yeah. I've never experienced that either. I mean, that felt unreal. Really? Un. I was like, what is happening? I don't understand what's happening because like I've made a room full of people laugh before. Of course, plenty of times, but Mm -hmm. I had a microphone. Yeah, and you're screaming. I was on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you're like insisting on it. It's like, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very clear one-to-one. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> you're screaming at I'm them forcing, to laugh. Yeah. I'm forcing the comedy at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a very clear one-to-one. The math's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like, my, yeah, like it, it all makes sense. It's a simple sense. equation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, it was, I was doing, I, I, I was actually doing nothing cause I was sitting with them, but on screen I was doing nothing as well. Like mm. very little. And it, it, it just felt like, it felt unreal. I, I don't know what, how else to describe it. And so much, so many laughs. Like so many fun moments. Yeah. That, by the way, shout out to the cast. The cast and I, Hayden, Sito, and Ali Maki, we really brought some of those scenes to life. And because we were improvising and we were just having fun together, mm-hmm. 
there's this one scene where I get like a gigantic plate of food and my brother and sister are like dogging me for it and we're like going tit for tat. Yeah. And it is so, it's like, it's an improvised scene and it feels so real that I'm like, I want to be around them. You know what I'm like? But that's me. Like there's like a weird, the, there's a weird like separation that's hap- that's happening by watching myself with these two actors who I know are two actors, but I'm actually believing them. It was a weird fucking experience for me. And I was proud of that. And I, I felt so honored to have had that experience. Would I cut the movie differently and cut off 20 minutes of it? 100%. Sure. It's just a little too long. Okay. For a family dramedy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was just like... Um, How long was it? Two, two, two hours. Two hours, six minutes. It could 126? be... 126? Um, yeah, 126. Yeah. No, sorry. 106. 106. Um. So okay. not that, not as long, but it's still long. I think it could be 90 minutes tops. Okay. Like get it out. Yeah. You know, but that's, that's me as a director talking to me as a, sure. you know, like, but it, it, I think the fact that it was d- created and produced and I, I got to see it with a bunch of people, that is a joyful fucking crazy thing. So Yeah. It was a mix of emotions. Okay. You did. Yeah. So it seems like you had a better time and you liked it more than you thought you were going to. I definitely like it more than I thought I was going to. And you were not I thought I ashamed of your own performance. There were three parts where I, where I felt fake. I felt pushed. You know what I mean? I was like, eh, I don't buy that. But three out of many moments. Yeah. Not bad, but there were three moments where I was like, the fuck what are you doing? And, and I wish I could have like had another take at it. Sure. You know? But it's an indie movie. Anyway, yeah. 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 And it, because it's an indie movie, no one's going to see it. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately it seems like, it sounds like it was like a rewarding, fun experience. Wait, can you tell me a little bit more about what it was like to, like, making them laugh? Like, did you feel disconnected from that moment, or did you feel connected? Do you know what I mean? Because so much about making a room full of people to the audience or to the performance. Um, Do you know what I mean? Because, like... So much about that connection is about you saying and them feeling. It's like that symbiotic one-to-one. Yeah. It's immediate. Yeah. Cause say, and effect. Yes. And but this I is did calculus. It. I did say it. It's just I said it a long time ago. But you're in the, in the room experiencing it later. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah, not yeah. connected to that moment. To the moment of saying it? Yeah. I'm not connected to the moment of saying it, but the result is the result is still there. So 
It's not it's not the same experience. I'm not going to say. It's it's definitely a different experience, but it's a cool experience. It's almost like less like loin pull of the on stage experience. Yeah. And more of a like spirit pull. Spirit pull. <laughs> 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 you know how some things are like you're carnally horny for yes. and some things you're like spiritually horny for. Spiritually? What is it? Like a deeper kind of I mean in a very cliche way it's like getting a laugh from the direct one-to-one feels like fucking a hot guy that you always wanted to fuck you know like that kind of thing and yes. you're like mm, and then like Bye, you know, mm-hmm. and you're you're like off and yeah, you're yeah, waddling yeah. down the street. Um and then like hearing people laugh from something I did in a scene in a movie on the big screen felt more like um like fucking your lover on vacation in between like um meals meals i don't know like you know like you're like oh we have time before dinner what should we do let's get in bed we're in barcelona <laughs> let's fuck on the balcony <laughs> <laughs> now you, an insight into where i want to be yeah <laughs> i want to be fucked by my lover in barcelona, barcelona in between meals you're saying it's much more of a, like a cerebral existential yes definitely it's it's more it's less carnal. Feels more, it's less carnal and more satisfying. I don't know. If like more soul more. satisfying. I don't know. You're, like, say, you're saying that it's, it sounds like to me like the difference between eating clean or eating like eating what fresh. you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, eat, that's what it is. Yeah, like yeah. eating pizza or like, like yeah. that, that sensory, sensual, the immediate, immediate yeah. beautiful yeah. thing versus having like kale for four days and feeling good. And feeling powerful, powerful, and sure, enlightened, and like my skin's better, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, sure, my skin is breaking out, but I have pepperoni in my throat. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's what I feel the one to one is, and this is more that of like the woo woo of it all. I mean, I'm a pepperoni bitch, then. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back for our last section called Igo. This is the section where we talk about shit that happened during the week or, you know, in the past, whenever. And we were just triggered or remembered how awful we were. And a time to just kind of exercise those demons out loud. Um, mine is attached to my kind of episodic theme of dealing with dad. Um, <laughs> we had a Q&A at the end of the thing. Okay. And I don't know how this happened. Of course, I know because I wanted to be center of attention, but I was the first actor next to the director. Mm-hmm. And um, when the moderator was like, oh, okay, so first question to the cast after they asked the director something, um, Peter and Ali and Hayden, like, what was it like for you guys to work on this film together? 
and I took the mic and I was like, well, thank you for your question. Um, for you guys, I don't know if it was obvious from what you saw on screen, but we didn't have a great time. <laughs> and no one laughed. Shut up. No one laughed. And I was like, oh, I'm joking. Obviously, we had a great time. We have great chemistry, blah, blah, you know, like just a joke. Anyway, I loved working with them. and I learned a lot. Ellie, why don't you go? <laughs> it was so fucking embarrassing. I'm like, I hate Asian people. I hate, I think I hate Asian people. <laughs> Okay, uh, this is the moment where we cancel Peter Kim again. <laughs> On AP, I have never bombed so much than I. I never bomb more than during APA Heritage Month. Yeah, I th- I want May to just go, come and go. I'm done with May. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of these like political events, so I, I, this is a, a particular brand of bobbing that I'm familiar with. You know what I mean? This is not really. Yeah, you know how I was talking about like I don't know if I want to like go back to doing stand up or whatever. Mm-hmm. This really is not making it any more fun to do stand up. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. I mean, the but the thing is, I just did. I told you about the uh, sh- Asian show I did like uh, at that restaurant. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. <laughs> no, I did, did you. I didn't. It was an Asian show at a Vietnamese restaurant. It was like the, my, it's one of my favorite hot pot places on Argyle, and like okay. a, actually, like it turns out, like after hours, that hot pot place fucks, and it was like very cool. Like it was like all like Gen Z, like Asian people. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. You know, like the brand of young Asian people that look like hip hop aliens. You know what I mean? They look like <laughs> yes, 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 like that's like they were all like that, and then also yeah. two fully. Full Vietnamese families just eating hot pot, by the way. Like, it okay. was just... Just out on the night. I was out on the night. But yeah. I did this show, and the sound was horrible. Uh, oh, it, it, oh, I mean, it was horrible. Like, you could, there it's was... It's like happy, PA system for karaoke. Yeah, correct. And even yeah. then, karaoke, <laughs> correct. And I made a joke about that, about how this karaoke... I've done sets in those before. Exactly. About yeah. those kind of karaoke oh, machines, and I made a joke about that boy is mine. Uh, uh-huh. And like, how no one should do that, even though everyone does. There's happy birthday sign in the back. I mean, it literally looks like if Mr. Kimchi was like had a 60th birthday party at this restaurant. Right. And it was two months ago. It was two months ago. <laughs> and they didn't even clean up. <laughs> they didn't even clean up. I mean, I did that show. But I will say this. What, there are those shows where you're talking about the galas and this stuff. And then there are these shows, right? <laughs> where truly... It was like the worst possible scenario. People have uh-huh. been bombing, but I just talked to people. I was just present and I was like, talk, killed. Wow. But I mean, like, it's not like a kill. Like, that doesn't make me feel better. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that makes like, me feel worse. <laughs> it makes no, me feel way, way worse. No, I'm saying like there are those shows where like it's. Like it's a particular time and like political event and these things, and then there are other Asian shows that are going to be like our people being our people and having a great time. You know, it's not one and one. It's not the same. Like it's just all right, fine. I don't hate Asians. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Uh, <laughs> what? Yes, you know they'll the people holler. are gonna cut this audio and just put it on Twitter. Be like, look at these race traders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just me saying, you know those Asians that are hip hop aliens? You know those aliens? <laughs> Yeah, I hate Asians. I hate them. 
Okay, um, that's so funny. Peter, your Aigu moment is so similar to mine. Um, I went to a fundraiser for my son's school. I don't know what's happening with CPS, but I'm, I'm giving so much money to this fucking place. I don't understand. I know the Amazon wish list of this teacher very intimately. I, it's okay. It's great. Uh, very fine, fun. Teachers are the best. Okay, so uh, I'm going to this fundraiser for his school. Of course, uh, before I go, I have uh, a set that I need to do down at the uh, Radisson Blue for $25. So I show up very late. <laughs> so I show up very late. She's not working right now. She's not working. <laughs> so I, I'm like, wow. I, I, that's right. And I'm, I'm dressed. That's right. I'm not judging. I'm, dressed, I'm not judging. I'm sympathizing. I'm dressed to the nines because I'm about uh-huh. to go from this to uh-huh. uh, a fundraiser that was $70 a ticket. <laughs> $70 a ticket? Yeah, dude. This was What like are you getting paid? $25 for the show. $75 to the fundraiser. Go to the fundraiser for my son that I paid for. So you know what I mean? Like, it's not make, none of this okay. is making sense. I'm <laughs> dressed to the nines. At a com- comedy event, it's very confusing for everybody. I am um, making a joke oh, about. Oh no! Right? Oh I'm, no! I, I, These I, are people who know you outside of comedy, and you're doing comedy for them. Oh no! No, I, this was I did this show at the Radisson Blue for uh-huh. like a hip group for Don't Tell Comedy, which is like a. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yes, so it's like yeah. a very hip, cool kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Hip, cool people going to it so i'm there before i go to the fundraiser to make so i make 25 dollars at this event and then uh dress to the nines and then hightail it to this my fundraiser fundraiser uh Uh, so you know you know where my priorities are of course (laughs) i I never doubted (laughs) i arrive two hours into the fundraiser um everyone by the way is wasted these parents are fucking wasted it's open bar it's crazy i go and i finally meet my son's like the most popular boy in his class i know him i know uh he's he looms very large in my son's uh stories about school oh okay so because he's like really in good what in, way like jealous or no he's just like the most popular most most athletic okay boy Okay. Everybody so likes a lot him. of stories revolve, revolve around, around him, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what he says and what he thinks is cool and all this oh, stuff. Wow. I know. What so, kind of what is that life? I don't know. I don't oh, know. I mean, wow. this guy and I know I've met his parents before. I met his dad before. I can see it. Like hmm. his parents are like Chic Chicago, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. um they're like Gregarious. tall, robust, you know what I mean? Like People that uh, okay. have a good attitude on life. You can tell. Okay. They're positive people. They're hot, positive people. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can, you see us and you see, like, uh, negative trolls. You know what I mean? And so, like, his parents are the inverse of us. I yeah. meet his mom. I really, I proceed to embarrass myself in a way that's like, I have a thing about tall women. And yes, we do. Uh, we know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I really showed myself out. Showed, you feel insecure around them. I feel insecure around them. Like, I really want to impress them. And I really went yeah. all out here. And I proceeded what to... What did you say? She was talking about how she's a prosecutor uh, okay. in Chicago for 20 years. And I proceed to tell her about... Um, I proceed to ask her and tell her about SVU 
in no, a way I knew that you were was. Go there. I knew you were going to go into SVU. <laughs> How did I know you're going to bring up the TV show you put in the background to feel relaxed? Oh God! And I proceeded to tell her about SVU in a way that she could. I could tell she was getting uncomfortable, and I just couldn't stop myself because I was trying to dig myself out of the hole. You know when you like commit to it because you're like oh i'll find a bottom that i can like push off of and go back in the other direction sure and uh i never found it i just kept sinking further and further into it um and then you know i'm just talking about ada i'm talking about like i'm just trying to find some sort of because i can see from her face she's not liking this conversation i'm trying to find she doesn't want to connect she doesn't want to connect i don't blame her because i'm talking out my ass and being frantic and like really probably not letting her speak at all yeah you're probably just talking at her about svu yeah and she's like we're here for a fundraiser (laughs) at one point she tried to help me and was like so wait what is um where do you guys live and i like oh yeah she tried to bring it back around and you're like, I'm not going to tell you. Did you see episode yes. 14, season 33, when he told her her address? <laughs> Psycho. She just like, I was just, I was spiraling so bad and I couldn't yeah. find my That's way out. Hard. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. She got out of there. I go. I go. I go. <laughs> well, if you have your own I go. Feel free to email us at ajumashow at gmail.com. Maybe we'll read it out loud yeah. on the show. Um, Unji and I don't have, have, never have like a, a problem with inventory of Igos. <laughs> it, it's just like our life. But I also would love to hear about your Igos. And I think that'd be really cool. Um, all right. That's it for today. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>